You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. All right, we venture around uh, a little bit on Sports to the Max because we want to give you what you're talking about and thinking about. Um, Mike Padham is attorney uh, here in the Twin Cities, of course, and uh, heard frequently here. And today a couple of verdicts were reached. Uh, Jamal Smith um, convicted, as you heard, uh, first-degree murder and third-degree murder for possession of a weapon and as a, a felon. Um, and uh, Thomas Lane, two and a half years uh, for... Uh, um, in the George Floyd case, although he's already serving three years, and it always confuses me on that. So joining us in the John Schuster Coldwell Banker Hotline, Mike Patton. Mike, thank you for joining us tonight. Hey, how you doing, Mike? Thanks for having me. <laughs> Just so we talk some sports, nice home run by Buxton the other night, huh? Wasn't that lovely? You know, Mike, you saw You saw him hit the walk-off a couple weeks ago. I know, and, and you know, he, he's... I think, you know, you watch this guy early in his career, he struggled. And, you know, they say that the hardest skill in all of sports, uh, Mike, is, is hitting a baseball. No in question. The big leagues, you know? No question. And yeah, I mean, although I'd say quarterback and trying to move yeah. a team down the field, you know, in a variety of ways is right there. But anyway, to your point, yes. You got that right. Yeah, yeah. I just, it's been fun watching him develop and stuff. And he's there now. And I'd like to get the batting average up a little bit, but he's a, he's a big leaguer now, man. For sure. Now, see that, like, if the IRS was auditing us, then they couldn't say we didn't do sports. So there, we did our sports part of it. Okay, so, you know, I'm just saying, you know, that way you can't say it wasn't sports to the max. The FCC can't come down us. But there's a couple of things I want to talk to you about today. Uh, Thomas Lane gets uh, two and... Someday, someday you're going to ask me about the big Timberwolves trade, though, Mike. We will. We'll someday. get you. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, i got to spread uh, these things out one at a time, you know. we going to have nuggets. Uh, <laughs> Tomorrow, Towns is going to meet. I uh, have a press conference, by the way. Uh, but Thomas oh, Lane gets two and a half years uh, uh, today in, in terms of... Uh, uh, the George Floyd case. From, explain this to me. He's already serving three. It's concurrent. What's the difference? Yeah. You know, uh, Mike, I think Judge Magnuson was telling people in so many words that he didn't like these prosecutions. I think I think the judge probably felt that the state court uh, actions were enough. And I think it's just kind of his, his way of saying he really didn't like this. He probably felt they were... I'm just reading between the lines. Right. The... Two and a half years, if you multiply, you take your little calculator, multiply 30 by 85%, you get 25.5. And then with the state court, the, the three years, two-thirds, that's 24. So so basically what this judge did with Lane, Mike, was gave him 1.5 more months. So I think I think it was a judge's way of saying he just didn't like these prosecutions at the state. And then again, I'm just that's just my what what my belief is, you know. So do you think does that make reasonable sense to you? Uh, it, yes, uh it does make sense to me. I mean, it's his decision on sanction. Um I'm sure the federal prosecutors were disappointed. Um uh, but uh look, I you know, there was an argument that really what this was all about Michael Chauvin and and um, there, were, there were people who believed that these three should not have been prosecuted at all. I'm not saying that's how, how I believe. But um, this case, really, what it came down to at the end of the day was the conduct of Derek Chauvin, really. Uh, 
Right. Now, certainly, you know, I mean, look at uh, King. I mean, he, he had his full body weight in the guy's back, and, I mean, that, you know, that really affected his ability to breathe. The, the image, for me, Mike, the image that, that is really stuck in my head was when everything was done and, and Floyd was taken away was the four walking away with kind of this kind of this nonchalant, well, you know, that's that's what we do kind of thing. And mm-hmm. I can't get that image out of my mind. And, uh, I, you know, I mean, you certainly can make the argument that the state court action was enough and uh, the federal prosecution was just uh, unfair uh, piling on. I'm not saying I believe that, but that argument could be made. Do you think that, and this is probably more subjective opinion than it is because you don't work in the police department, but do you think that policing uh, is probably better now when they come upon a scene and the, and the way they go about their business? Yes, but that has more to do with technology, Mike, because of the reality of body cams. Um, mm-hmm. Body cams have really changed changed completely policing. And, and using a sports analogy, it's like the three-point line and uh, – in, in basketball, Mike, you know, that, that's completely changed the game of basketball, mm-hmm. you know, and the the body cams are just, it, you, you, you really no longer have the ability for the most part to engage in a false narrative. So the body, and not just body cams, but just technology overall. I mean, you got, you know, you got squad cams, you have cameras in buildings. I mean, it's just, it's, there's no question that um, technology has really changed our world not just for police officers in terms of their conduct, but it's really tough to get away with stuff now, you know, if, yeah. you're, if you're a criminal. So. Yeah, now, now, the other night, I mean, we, we saw the body camera uh, footage released yesterday, and, and the police officers went in, and uh, it ended in the death of a 21-year-old man, uh, Sunberg. But um, when you see them go in, and I don't know how, I mean, this takes courage. First mom comes out, and then they go in and get the two children, and it's clear as a bell on the body right. cam. And, and But you realize as you're watching this, they're opening a door, and they don't know what's on the other side to get these children. And I'm watching it, and I'm going, yeah. holy cow, you guys are really, um, I mean, I, I applaud your bravado. And, and it ends with uh, a subjective decision, uh, I don't know if subjective or not, to shoot from across the street, yeah. and we don't see, you know, uh, what led to that, what the catalyst was, what they saw. How did you read that? Yeah, that's a tough call, Mike. I need to see more on that one. But, yeah, you know, I just they gave him so many chances to give up, and he just wouldn't give up. You mm-hmm. know, that's kind of how I look at it. And you, know, you make a perfectly valid point, Mike, about the door. I mean, that just shows you what they're dealing with. See, the thing about the body cams, my, my advocacy for body cams, and there were a lot of police agencies, Mike, that gave pushback for body cams. There's no question they gave pushback. Uh, I like it because, frankly, uh, it's a good thing for the police because it, oh, what it, I saw it, was it, heroic on those body cam footage. Yeah, right, right, right. It's not always a bad thing. I mean, the body cam, the, the camera doesn't lie, you know. And so my thing was the last thing I want to do as, a, as an attorney is bring a claim against a police officer, officer that isn't valid. I don't want to do that. Yeah. So the body cams, the body cams uh, will will show good policing, but sometimes they don't show good policing. So it's not. It's not always a bad thing for, for police agencies by any means. Jamal Smith convicted of uh, first-degree murder, third-degree murder, because he was in possession as a fellow uh, of a firearm as a felon. Did that surprise you at all? No. Was that the road rage case yeah. where they were struggling with first-degree murder? Yeah. yeah. You know, Mike, I really wasn't very familiar with the facts of that case, but if the jury convicted, I mean, they must have had some strong evidence. And, and I, as it, I, although I, uh, I believe there was uh, – Again, uh, you know, uh, camera evidence that was really significant. I mean, 
for someone who handles criminal cases, Mike, that's the big thing now is is uh, is camera footage. You know, that, that just it just it not only has changed policing, but it's really changed um, litigation and how lawyers litigate cases. And uh, you see it in not just criminal cases, but civil cases. I mean, Big Brother is watching everywhere, Mike. You know, really, if you think about it. If you, let's just say, like the other night, I heard about uh, uh, X amount of rounds being fired at a certain place in Minneapolis, et cetera, et cetera, and I never saw validation of it, perhaps because there was no footage of it. Is that the first thing an attorney wants to know in this day and age? Is what are the camera angles? What's the footage? Because sometimes things happen and there's no camera there. Yeah, I just got hired on a case, Mike, where. Uh, where a bartender assaulted a man in a bar really viciously for no good reason. It's all on camera, you know? Okay. So it's almost like the first thing you, that you ask when you get involved in these cases, again, criminal and civil is their, is their body cam footage. And it's gotten to a point Mike, in my practice where it's way more prevalent than not prevalent. But it also has, I mean, that, that has to be your first question, right? Always. Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Right. One of them anyway. <laughs> after finding out your your prospective client's name, <laughs> <laughs> you're right. Somewhere yeah. after the name comes, is there, is there, is there footage? So, so is is this been for better of society? Do you think in general? Yes, yes, Mike. Because it, it creates situations where if there's less ambiguity, it's better for our system. Because if there's less ambiguity, that enables lawyers to resolve cases. You see, mm-hmm. uh, if if you don't have a gray area on the facts. You can sit down, and we have very good prosecutors in the state of Minnesota, and they sit down, they figure it out, and you try to work out something that makes sense for everybody. So it really, I tell you, camera footage, Mike, it's just really changed things. Uh, I mean, not just that, everything else. I mean, texting and emailing. and uh, it's just, it, it, Mike, it's changed. I mean, I've been practicing law now for almost 36 years, and it is just a completely different animal because of technology. So if you have an assault case like that on camera, uh, I don't know how this works. D- d- does it have to go to a court? Do you have to have a verdict in an assault case, or is it can it be litigated so that the the two parties uh, come to their own um, uh, uh, whatever the conclusion is that they want, the settlement that they want, or does it always have to be tried if there's violation of law? No, no. Most cases settle. What what typically happens, Mike, in a case like that, what happened in the Floyd case, is the prosecuting authority, the investigators, will secure the evidence. In the example I gave you, this uh, the police agency secured the video from the owner of the establishment. So then what typically will happen is the criminal case will be litigated, and when you have video that shows exactly what happened, the chances of a case like that going to, tr- to trial are almost – it just doesn't happen. They settle. And then you go ahead and litigate litigate the civil case. So I would be making a claim for for injuries to the to the patron against the uh, individual that assaulted him, and then against the bar as the employer of the assaulter. So, hmm. well, yeah, complicated world we live in. Rudy Gobert, you like him? I love it, but I have to tell you though, I'm almost not. I didn't go into treatment, Mike, but I almost went into treatment when I heard we traded Pat Bev. I think I'm going to give you a little bit of my own lawyering, okay? Because as a reporter, what what I do and what you do aren't that much different sometimes, you know? We try to figure out why something happened, right? You're an investigator, Mike. I'm an investigator. And and, and I would say to you that I think there was some restlessness amongst the troops with Pat Bev, and there was some reason that, that it wasn't what it looked like during the season. 
I I have no trouble accepting that. Yeah. I just I like the guy's game. I think he's the best point guard we had since Marbury. Now there, there could be things that happen behind the scenes that. But but Mike, you have to admit too when you're when you're getting a really good player, you're going to have to give up some good stuff too. You know. That's right. That's right. And then you live with it. Yep. All right. All right. We we'll All do right. it again soon. Good to talk to you. Tell me when you want to have coffee and a caramel roll. Hey, thanks a lot for having me, Mike. You bet, Mike Patton, nice enough to join us and cut right through the chase. That's what I like about him. It's good stuff. The hammer was out on the pitch last night. He was. We'll ask him what he saw on the pitch when he was out there last night because it surprised a lot of people. It maybe didn't surprise the hammer because the hammer has spent a lot of time on the pitch. Stay with us. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t-mobile.com. 